Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X NGR's radio podcast for Xbox. I'm your host, Eddie V. As always, we throw up the X. Yes, because we're about to throw down. Joining me on this audio-only episode, it's my wise West Coast tonight, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going, Ed? It's going good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. You're feel me. a little a, a little tired. <laughs> Got a headache, but uh, ready to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're maintaining. Uh, uh, had a good, kind of had a great weekend myself. Uh, I picked up uh, Xenoblade Chronicles two um, and played that uh, at um, Sunday, um, the time of this recording, and it knocks near Automata out of the out of my game of the year nomination. Like, I I, I want to talk about it more, and we're going to get into that, but. Uh, I kind of spend uh, my Saturday uh, playing Assassin's Creed Origins and stuff. So really um, had a fun time with that. Just really got to chill and vibe out this whole weekend. Like, it was so good to, like, not being able to have to get up, put some clothes on, drive somebody to work and come back and then do it all over again. I was just able to be in my jammies and other <laughs> clothing and just be able to relax. So it was just do good. your thing. <laughs> what did you say? Said so just do your thing. Yeah. So it it was fun. But we're about to get into what's been in our arsenal. So um, I'm going to start this time, like I mentioned. Uh, so I'm going to start with Assassin's Creed Origins because I played that uh, for a long time I, right now I'm like at level 16 for my character still in the like second part of the game wow it really has a lot of side quests and I think that there's more side quests than the main story mission um, and the only problem that I'm having with it now is the block button uh, because they put the shield uh, the button that you use to block on the um, uh, for LB, like uh, on the uh, Xbox controller, and LT makes you pull out your bow, getting ready to shoot. So sometimes I'll be in the combat, and I'm thinking I could, I'm about to press LT to block, and it's not that. It's pulling out my bow, so I'm getting hit and I'm dying, and I'm just like, ah, <laughs> let me move around, let me go. And I, I just keep, I, I'm now trying to uh, get situated in my mind that, you know, LB is the block, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've been enjoying it. Um, pretty good game. Uh, but, and uh played uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in Dragon Quest 8. But, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is amazing. Like, it, it is it knocks near Automata out of my Game of the Year list because the music is fantastic. The combat is great. Not too not too hard to learn. I'm 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 getting into it. Uh the cutscenes need to put to be put together and put into a movie. They are excellent, dude. Like really, really good. Um uh Gramps 
It's funny, uh, the uh, little tight end that Rex is on, he's funny. There's a point where, like, in the beginning of the game, you get into, like, your first town uh, or port to do, you know, learn things and get situated. And you're supposed to pay this guy uh, some money to uh, dock there. And... <laughs> Rex runs off and be like, I'll pay you back later on. And she's just like, I did it again. Uh, and the guy, he looks at uh, Gramps and Gramps is just like, sorry, no wallet on me. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> this is a Titan. <laughs> yeah, like a little, like kind of Titan thing. Of course he's not going to have no money. It was just so funny. Uh, but it looks, it, it, it's about to get like, a little bit deeper because now that I got my uh, blade with me, um, we're kind of about to start our quest and stuff. Uh, only died once in the beginning. Uh, didn't even realize that I uh, that I was like low low energy. Just didn't wasn't paying attention. So uh, yeah. when I died, it like restarted me, um, and it was quick. I'm like, oh man, if if, if battles and stuff. Like, if I die and I have to restart, if it's like this, I'm like, I'll be fine. I'm like, I won't have no problem with redying. I'll just grind again like I normally do. Dude, I did it in Final Fantasy twelve. I could do it here. Uh, but it is really, really good. I and uh, You guys can't see this, but if you watch Nintendo Power Block, you guys will be able to see it. Um, I will have pictures up on it also on NGR Radio. Uh, I got the Collector's Edition, um, and it's huge, dude. Like, uh, and only Jesse can see this at this time of the recording, but it's this big. (laughs) And nice, yeah. Yeah, it has a. the book in it on one side and then on the other side it's a steel case um and then and uh the cd soundtrack but yeah it's the music in this is fantastic i can't really can't wait to really get more into it and like grind and get my levels up and learn new things and stuff um because i i want to get into this game i know people said that it's about an 80 plus hour rpg um and the, you know the reviews and stuff are out for it, but I I'm enjoying this game, and as much as I love Persona Five because that's still in my uh, Game of the Year nomination, um, I really think if I had to put Persona Five versus Xenoblade Chronicles X, um, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, Xenoblade Chronicles Two will win over Persona Five, um. Okay. Now, I know a lot of people might find that very controversial saying it, uh, but I see myself playing more of Xenoblade than uh, Persona 5. I will be returning back to Persona 5 to beat it, but I'm just enjoying a, li- a little bit more with uh, Xenoblade. So, uh, but both both are great games. You know, those are two top t- top quality uh rpgs that came out of 2017 i'm really happy to play them uh, but like i said dragon quest 8 for my 3ds um and fire emblem uh um not for not fire emblem warriors i put that to the side uh, uh but the uh shadow uh well the the 3ds fire emblem that came out uh 
can't think of it at the moment. On that one, I played a little bit, but just mostly Dragon Quest Eight is what I've been playing. So that's what's been like in my arsenal. I haven't played anything from PS4 because uh, I unhooked it to play Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, I do have Titanfall 2 for PS4. Got that for like $6. Um, like real oh, cheap. Nice. Like, and it's brand new. Like literally brand new. So um, I'm going to be replaying that game. I think I'm going to just go ahead and do easy on PS4 because I already beat it on Xbox One on normal. So I'm just going to do like an easy on a PS4 and like just get the achievements and stuff like that um, later. But I will be returning to that in uh, Final Fantasy 12 Zodiac Age. I want to finish that too. So that's what's been in my arsenal. What's been in yours, Jesse? Um, I actually, I've been, I haven't really played too much. I, um, I played some Zelda, some Breath of the Wild on my Switch yes. a little bit this week, and then I was helping my my son the other day get. I st- I made a an account for him on mm-hmm. my Switch, and then started Breath of the Wild over on his account <clears throat> so he could play it. Yes. I, like I just basically I I helped him you know start the beginning part you know and get through. You know, the talking to the to the to the king or whatever the uh-huh. old older guy, and getting him kind of situated so it's to the point of where he could just kind of go around in that beginning stage and and uh, just venture out and and do his thing. So I basically i I taught him all the basics that he needed to know and like what he needed, you know, how that he needed to eat food if his, if his hearts, you know, go low and, and to where to find it and, you know, like keep places that he can look to find stuff to eat and, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, kind of teach him the, the basics of, of how to use your weapons and how to switch them. And, and then I basically let him take the switch and just go off and do everything by himself. And, and he's enjoying it a lot so far. So, so I, you know, that's good. I thought I, I didn't know for sure if it was if how well he would do, and he seems to be doing, you know, better than I expected. So, and he's enjoying it. That's all that really matters. He, you know, that he learned on his own. So, yeah. So he's getting he's getting to that age now where he can start playing stuff a little bit more advanced, and and you know he'll figure it out. So, so I'm I'm glad he's enjoying it. I I haven't started for Switch yet. I got copy still wrapped up. Oh okay, yeah. I, starting it for him, it, I kind of like like uh, Corey. I'm I'm tempted to like start over again. Mm-hmm. And like, cause like, the thing is though, I like even though I've beat Ganon, you know, Calamity Ganon and stuff on mine. I I still need to, I want to finish finding at least find all the uh the memories and and get the the full ending because I feel, think I have like to finish to have the full ending so I th- that's mostly what I care about is finding those those uh memories so I can get the the full ending to it you know the full story ending so but do you so, have to, do you have to find those memories to see the ending not... Yeah. Yep. You got to find all the memories to, to get the full ending or cause otherwise, otherwise you're the past. 
like you the only way you remember the past is if you find all of those memories is how i've i understand it and so when you finish it like if you find all the memories i believe there's some kind of like flashback style like uh ending that happens that like shows you more of what happened in the previous his previous life you mm-hmm. know because you know he the whole idea is that he was kept trapped into that that area for the hundred years or whatever yes and then then you're awoken and and everything is kind of like reincarnated into this new world and so like you have these memories that you that are scattered about that you want to find to try to remember how you got to where you are and who you are and you know like your relationship with zelda your relationship with the uh with the um the what are they called the defenders or the the champions uh, yeah the, the champions guardians. yeah yeah the guardians so uh, from what i understand you if you find all the memories then you you'll have the full ending when you beat the game where it'll do a whole flashback thing where you basically remember everything and and it puts it together in some kind of like story sequence i think like that plays at the end of the game so oh okay so yeah so i want to do that to get that that the full ending and uh otherwise i played um some injustice 2 again a little bit today and i'm enjoying that game it's it's your you know like like typical fighting games i like I was trying the uh, like the thing you know like the beginning part where it teaches you all how to do the different you know the different moves and help you you know learn how to do combos and certain kinds of you know specialty combo things and stuff like that and for whatever reason I always have this problem with fighting games where I do the button sequence, the way that it's written down or the way that it's, you know, presented you to you to do. And I do it and it never works for me. (laughs) Wow. Like, like the, like there was one where like, you know, sometimes it will, it's either you just press like X or, like you have to hold something or press two buttons at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, like those kind of things. And, and this one, this one combo sequence that I would do, or there was a couple of them that this did, that this happened for me, but I would push them the combo the way that you need to. And it seemed like it was doing what, what it was supposed to do when the combo was pressed properly but it wouldn't acknowledge it as me doing it properly to to then move on to the next thing that that it wants to teach you. Yeah. Because because you have a preview button where you can press a button and then it will show you a preview of what the combo will look like if you perform it correctly. Mm-hmm. And so I swear I was doing it the way that it's supposed to, and it wouldn't it wouldn't acknowledge it as as it being pushed right. And then there was one combo where 
like either I was pressing the buttons combo part of the combo too too fast or I was pushing it too slow and the difference of me pushing it too fast and pushing it too slow is like a fraction of a second so it wasn't working so I don't know how like I could possibly push it any different like you know like humanly possible to push it any different than what I was doing for it to work so it just did just like because I would push it the sequence in in order but like if I had pushed the the x at the one part of the sequence it wouldn't even register me pushing the x because it was like it was in the middle of doing like uh animation and so it does just doesn't recognize it if you push an x, the x during that part of the combo is you know during it doing what it's supposed to be doing mm-hmm. so then i'm like okay well maybe i just gotta push the x after that animation is like in process or just about to be done so then i tried doing that and then it just doesn't then it just goes into a different combo like it's it's too late you you no longer can push the button to and so but the difference in timing between that is so minuscule i don't know how you can possibly do it any differently so i don't know i just that's that's my that's kind of why i've lost interest in fighting games is because they've gotten to the point where they're like so so like you know, in depth and like just too much going on. And, and it's just like, I, I just miss like the easy, you know, fighting games where you just, you know, press this button a couple of times and then that one, and you could do long combos or, or whatever. And, and instead of all this, like pressing like up, down and then like X and then having to do another combo of, of directionals and then, you know, this button and that button at the same time. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like how am I, spo- am I uh, supposed to remember all this? It's all and, the, com- uh, the complex uh, dialing button combos. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it, it's not needed. Like the, like I could, I can, I'll just continue playing, you know, playing it the way that I normally do where I just mix like stuff together and like you know like once i learn the different moves and like what moves are for attacking you know up in the air or attacking down low or or whatever you know or things to attack from a distance and i'll just use those i don't really i've never cared about combos really like you know getting long chains of combos i know that like obviously that's the best way to to basically freeze someone in place and be able to just keep on taking a bunch of life off and mm. not giving them the chance to to fight back but but it's like I I don't care it's too too much work to do all that so I just I'm I'm enjoying it though and you know I played just a couple of like matches against the computer and and like with injustice too you have to do a lot of uh unlocking stuff yeah. and like your characters level up when you play as them 
so you have to play as each character like if you there's like loot box things that you get in the game that like when you're playing you you unlock stuff or whatever um as you level up and and then in those boxes you can get random parts for your character to like random outfit pieces yeah and each piece uh, has a level that you have to be with that character in order to be able to use it. But when you do get those pieces, it, it increases like your power, your your health of like that body part or or something like that. Uh-huh. So so you can basically beef up like if there's a character that you like to use a lot, you can beef up and then. I think that's really it's really only for the multiplayer like if you're playing against someone else and you you know you want to you know show off your skills you can basically you can beef your guy up and and uh you know go against someone to to you know take them on and whatever so but but I do like I do like it, that idea of just kind of having the different outfits and and pieces being like different strengths and weaknesses and stuff like that. It's it's interesting. So it's funny that you mentioned uh, the combos and the justice because uh, I've been watching uh, Mortal Kombat three combos from the arcade okay. that people used to do. And I was yeah. just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> these dialing combos on how choppy they made the frame rate because on yeah. how fast it was going. It was just like, it's very different because even Marvel vs. Capcom 2 kind of had that where when you did the combos, it kind of like, like parts of it froze so you could like kind of see the combo. Like they couldn't connect as fast. And then when yeah. you just watched like something like Killer Instinct, on xbox one it's just so fluid like everything is fast but there's no choppiness to it yeah i think i think it was i think it all depends on how you set up the yeah like like where where your buttons are being pushed you know Mm -hmm. kind of thing because yeah i feel like with killer instinct if i remember right you could just kind of push out a button sequence without any hesitation and be able, you know, just be able to pull off a combo. Whereas yes. with, with, with Mortal Kombat and stuff and like what I'm dealing with it, it, it feels like you, there's, you've got to do so many in a combo and then you've got to wait for a certain animation before you can continue the, the sequence or something. Like, there's some kind of like, yeah, barrier as to when you can push things and when you can't in a combination. Even though it's supposed to all go together, mm-hmm. there's still a certain point in where you have to hesitate or something. Is well, all I can think. But. Well, I know in Mortal Kombat three and even in uh, Killer Instinct, uh, you can do like uh, like physical like button taps uh, for like the dialing combos, but you mostly used to start it off with a special move. And then go in, yeah. and then after that, start pressing random buttons or whatever to go into that combo, and then continually be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, 
I'm definitely enjoying it. I because I've always been a Mortal Kombat. Like I, I love Street Fighter, and I used to, you know, I'd play it in the arcades a lot uh-huh. when I was younger. But once Mortal Kombat came out, and Mortal Kombat was in the arcades, then I basically I, it was Mortal Kombat from that day on for me, and still to this day, I don't I I have you know other than like the Marvel versus Capcom. You know, I I'd play that, but yeah, but but still, I I always go back to uh, Mortal Kombat. Yes, so. and guys, please check out Optional Opinion, uh, my yeah. podcast. Uh, I did a Street Fighter Two versus Mortal Kombat episode. Uh, that's the latest episode. You guys can check that out and see who actually won that debate. Now it's only one person's opinion, uh, but I break a lot of stuff down for it uh hopefully you enjoyed it jesse listening to yeah it. it was it was good go listen <laughs> <laughs> it was good yeah i enjoyed it yeah so. i i uh my friend tony um when he told me about yeah there was a mortal kombat card game i'm like no there wasn't i'm like he's like yeah i have it he showed me the cars that he had yeah. and i'm like what so i had to do a little bit more research for that i was just like wow uh, Mortal Kombat was the game. Was the great? Well, I think Mortal Kombat two, out of all the Mortal Kombat series, two was the most popular one. I think, yeah. um, and the only reason why that one didn't do uh did, didn't make Mortal Kombat the winner. Um, I was just doing like the Street Fighter two series to uh Mortal Kombat because when Street Fighter two came out that was popular and at that time all the stuff that came out for that game uh was just big business for capcom but when mortal kombat came out you know the the game the movie uh not so much i didn't see no action figures but like the comic books like the card game like the soundtrack yeah i used to have action figures me and my friends uh used to collect the Mortal Kombat action figures. So there was some. Yeah, yeah, there was. There was some. Okay. Yeah, they were like they were like GI Joes basically. They were they were like that that style of of uh of action figure. They were, you know, they had like the bendy arms and the Yeah. You know. So, yeah, we we I used to have those. And I'm almost certain I can't remember cuz it was a while ago, but I th- I swear I bought some of the the cards too, like the collectors like collectors cards or something hmm. of Mortal Kombat. I can't remember though. <laughs> but for me though, for Mortal Kombat, like my ultimate Mortal Kombat game is still uh uh and uh Mortal Kombat trilogy or whatever or the or not trilogy what the. The one that came with out for sixty four and uh, PlayStation. Yeah, yeah like where you had all, yeah, yeah you had trilogy. all the characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, trilogy. That that was my favorite, just because I loved like having every single character that was you know ever used in the games all playable in one game. But you only could play and it like, for a limited time because it had that glitch in it where it bugged out. Oh, I don't. Did you play it on remember. PlayStation or N sixty four? Um, PlayStation, I think. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was PlayStation. on PlayStation. Uh, there's a 
glitch in the game, a bug in the game that says, uh, while you're playing it, it'll stop spinning and it'll be like, uh, enter the CD of this game. Insert, uh, Mortal Kombat trilogy. In the hmm. Mortal Kombat, yeah. Okay. Because my friend, he had it and we were just like, what in the world is this? And it was sometimes glitch out. Like you could probably play it for a good two hours, but sooner or later it would stop playing. It would stop loading and stuff. Huh? That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember that ever happening. Yeah. It happened but... to, yeah. Cause my friend, when he got it, he got the, a brand new version. He like literally okay. bought the game and that was it. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't remember. Then I, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I really played it as much on on PlayStation. I think mm-hmm. I played it on like PS2, you know, like just played you know the oh, disc in it. Yeah. So I don't know if that maybe was why I didn't have that issue, but probably so. They probably because, did a reprint of it and fixed it. Yeah, because well, because I'm I'm trying to think. I think when I first played it was when I think my friend had it on on Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. Um cuz I didn't buy it until later but like I you know like for me like when I had PlayStation and stuff I I was like mostly into like uh Need for Speed 2 and like Destruction Derby and and like Jet Moto and Cool Borders and Yeah. Like all those kind of games that I played like a lot when during you know the PS one time, and uh, I like I I know I've had Mortal Kombat games for PS one, but like you know I that's when I would actually play like uh like um, RPGs and stuff a lot and stuff like that too, but. Uh, you know, a lot of games I didn't get for the, you know, for the PS1 until later. And then, you know, like at that time I had a PS2 and so I would kind of play stuff on there and like, yeah, like I was always big into Twisted Metal and stuff like that. <laughs> They're always fun games. Vigilante 8. Uh, Twisted whatever, Metal. V8. Yeah, <laughs> I never played Vigilante 8. I've seen it, but I never got a chance to play it. Yeah, it was it was a good alternative to Twisted Metal. I mean, it was, you know, the same same concept. You know, you drive around and you pick up different uh power-ups for your vehicle and and you try to take each other out with, you know, like guns and stuff on your car and each car had its own unique, you know, like special weapon and stuff like that. It's basically it was the same thing as Twisted Metal. But uh, it just a different, different, different style. It wasn't as you know, like dark rooted in a storyline. You know, like that. That's what made Twisted Metal for me is like those characters in the storyline were so, like the whole idea of it was just so unique and interesting to me. Like yeah. having the different, you know, like when you'd win with each character would have its own ending and stuff like that. It was always a lot of fun. I loved the Twisted Metal series. That last ended, that last boss fight on uh, Twisted Metal was difficult because that took so long <laughs> over those controls. Yeah. Like, uh. Yeah, yeah. That they they definitely were um, weren't easy games. They you know it took a lot of getting used to your character and 
you know, and really perfecting it to, to try to beat it. Yeah, it wasn't an easy task, but yeah. that's what made it fun, though. Which I wonder why they haven't made a Mortal Kombat uh, uh, compilation. I haven't seen yeah. one. That would be nice. It's like, do the oh, arcades twist, and twist stuff. The, twist the metal, or you mean... Mortal oh, Kombat. Mortal Kombat, yeah, I do. Like, I would like them to do, like, another, like, tr- trilogy-style, like, thing where, th- like, where they literally bring it out and have, like, like, kind of do, like, uh, like Halo does with their, with the remake games where you can play it in old style or, uh-huh. like, new graphics and literally have it where when you're picking a character like have every single character that's ever been in any of the games but like you could cycle through each character and play play as them like in the older graphics <laughs> and oh, have nice. it, that'll be that'll be interesting like fighting the new style like like uh sub zero from from like Mortal Kombat X or whatever and going against Scorpion from Mortal Kombat 2, like having a different graphic <laughs> on oh. the you know, that would be kind of interesting. Yeah, just you know, like because it would just be for fun, like it, you know, like it would just be fun, but at the same time, still incorporate some of the you know all the newer fighting styles, and <laughs> you know, and like different things, but it would just be you know, changed according to the, what era you're playing the character from. Uh, the, the Mortal Kombat 2 controller versus the Mortal Kombat X controller. That would be <laughs> interesting to see. Yeah, like, because, like, uh, the, I always think about that with the, you know, how how Halo, you can push a button and flip between the graphics, the old school graphics or the mm. updated. And I always think, too, that would be funny if you could do that with, like, uh, like say like Mario Odyssey where you could play like as Mar- you know Mario from like from Mario 64 or whatever like yeah. you could flip the graphics to like to look like the old school Mario 64 graphics oh. or something like that but it would still be the game it would just be they would you know essentially have made Mario Odyssey in Nintendo 64 graphics <laughs> as well as the new graphics or just stuff like that. I always think about how that would be funny if, you know, if they did that with other games, like yeah. made it like look retro and be able to flip between the, the two styles. Yes. But Well, everybody, uh, we're going to go actually take our uh, break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some Arsenal news. So we will be right back.
And we are back. So uh, let's get into some Arsenal news right now. Uh, it seems that Player Unknown Battlegrounds, it was going to be at 60 frames per second, uh, but now it's going to be 30 frames per second at launch. Um, yesterday, uh, PUBG head Brendan Player Unknown Green stated that they were definitely aiming for 60 frames per second on the Xbox One X when the game launches on December 12th, but he since amended that statement very quickly. Just this morning, he explained that while previously stated uh, PUBG will run at higher FPS at XGP launch on 12-12, I want to clarify that PUBG will run at 30 frames per second across all xbox one devices we're constantly refining the game and exploring options to increase fps but this early in dev we are unable to confirm more yep within one day the outlook has changed to clarify that clarification the xbox one x will also be limited to 30 frames per second at launch the aim to eventually get it to 60 on any platform they can but in the meantime prepare for an underwhelming non-optimized performance on your x I hope Microsoft is able to work with Bluehole to get this sorted out sooner than later. This is a Marquis system selling game for the Xbox platform. So Jesse, what do you think about that? Uh, um, Player unknown going to thirty instead of sixty. Yeah, I, I, uh, I had, you know, seen that article and had seen kind of people talking about it and stuff, and. I'm not too worried about it. I mean, it. I'm hoping that it will be 60 frames per second because, like, from what I've seen of the game, like, it doesn't seem like it's a very, like, uh, graphics taxing, you know, style of game. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess there is quite a bit going on because it's, like, kind of almost like an open world first-person shooter. Yes. But... But I feel like it's, you know, like the the what's coming out isn't like the full game. It's still kind of in the in the uh, early access, you know, the the early access, you know, the early stages of the game. It's not quite a full game yet. So I'm guessing what they what they want to do is they, you know, they probably have to put in the assets that that would allow you to, you know switch between higher fps and you know lower graphics or any of that kind of stuff like what they've kind of had in some of these games you know like even on the switch where you can switch between having you know better fps versus better graphics kind of thing and i'm guessing that what they probably will will do is have some kind of switch thing where you can you know like an option to be able to switch kind of like you do on the pc mm. where if you if you're you're running it on a system that that can you know do 4k or whatever well then you can obviously play your games at the highest you know you know push it basically as as much as you possibly can and get the most out of the the graphics and everything as you possibly can. But if you're not playing on a PC that's like super powerful, then you've obviously got to, you know, cut it down a little bit and, and, you know, you lose stuff somewhere along the way. But, but I'm guessing they, they, they probably don't have a setting like that set up yet for, for console because it's, 
basically, you know, just coming to the console. So, you know, I'm, I'm guessing what they, what they're going to try to do is, is get it, get that option eventually for the Xbox one X. Mm-hmm. But, but for right now, I understand them doing the 30 frames because then that way it's kind of like, okay, we can release the game at that and then we don't have to worry that people are playing it on the original xbox you know one or we don't have to worry that they're playing it on the the one s or you know what so they just basically it's just a standard standard game that could be ported to any console basically you know any of the well i don't i don't know if it could go on switch or not but but you know, at least if if they wanted to, they could put it on the PlayStation at that at that same mm-hmm. you know rate and know that it would work fine and and there wouldn't be any issues. So and plus, I, I think, think it's just in time. Yeah. Plus, I think this is their going to be their first uh, game being on console because with PC, yeah. you know, like you said, it's easier to program for for them and uh, with xbox being their first console learning trying to still try to learn the ins and outs of it um i think they're trying to still trying to make the game like uh uh be a a final real game um yeah i mean the reason i say that is because when you're still in early access that means that you're still in beta you know everything is not set in stone where when you release it it's like it's finished in some form yeah yeah. So. Well, and you know, and it's it's like you've kind of have the the alt, the uh, the opposite problem, you know, when you know, like you notice a lot sometimes when when a game is made specifically for a console, mm-hmm. and then they try to make a port of it for PC, a lot of the times you'll have issues on the PC. It seems like. You know, like when they're porting it over. Yes. But they're porting, in this case, they're porting a PC game to a console. So it, you could see where they might, you know, in the early stages of it, have some issues and, and have to cut things, you know, back a little bit for it to work, you know, initially, you know, in this stage. So... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm hoping that they'll kind of, you know, be able to get some some help, you know, from Microsoft and and you know, figure things out to be able to to get it to run at 60 frames per second on the at least on the One X. But yeah. but I think it's just it's it's kind of early, so you know, I it's gonna i think it's gonna be a good a great game regardless of what what frame rate it's running at that you know it's the least of my worries and you know and i and i don't have a one x right now anyways so so i you know it's not gonna it's not gonna be any different for me either way so but um but yeah, I mean, as a, if you you know you're a person that's got a One X, I could see where yeah, it would kind of be a little bit of a bummer. But but games to me are about the gameplay in general. If it if it plays good and and it's you know you you know like you hear people playing Doom at 30 frames per second on the Switch right now, and and it's plays perfectly fine, and it's yeah. 
not really that big of a deal, you know, like we're playing other games at 30 frames per second, you know, right now. So it's, you know, as long as the game plays decent, that's all that matters to me, you know. Yeah, but a lot of people overlooked the 30 frames per second on Doom on Switch. They were just like, it's a great game and people have been buying it. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. Where we're gonna move? Oh yeah, I'm not worried. <laughs> I still need to um unwrap it. <laughs> this is a game that's still wrapped up. I got a yeah. lot of games that's still wrapped up. Um, but we're gonna move on. Um, Earth Defense Force 2017 and Sonic Adventures 2 are now backwards compatible for Xbox One. Um, Earth Defense Force 2017 came out on the Xbox 360 in 2007, and it's a game that pits players against a hostile army of alien invaders in a version of 2017 that's almost as uh, as our own like nowadays um sonic adventure 2 originally released on the dreamcast in 2001 but later ported to gamecube playstation 3 and xbox 360 is a classic entry in the sonic franchise um if you haven't had enough sonic this year this is the perfect chance to enjoy one of the one of sonic's best adventures so uh i do want to play uh earth defense force 2017 i I see people talk about it and play it, and they know that it's bad, but it's it's one of those good, bad games to have fun with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... Even as, uh, you know, growing up as a Sega person, uh, I, like, I I liked Sonic. You know, obviously, I, I had it for all my systems like Sonic 2 and all that I had for for the systems I had it for my game gear I had you know like I I've played the Sonic games when I was when I was younger and I had nothing but X you know or nothing but uh Sega stuff mm-hmm. but but I at a certain point I I lost interest in Sonic and I I'll be honest I like I don't remember the last Sonic game that I, I honestly the last Sonic game I probably bought was two, or like the Sonic and Knuckles you know like uh, adapter thing or whatever. But but uh, I do I do kind of want to play the um, the Sonic Mania. I do want to get that for Switch eventually. Mm-hmm. It's, but, it really is good. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. And it looks good. Like, cause I like that the old school, once they started doing some of that 3d stuff and all that, I just, I just kind of didn't get into it much. And I, and I just, I guess I just kind of stopped paying attention to it. So I, with this game that you're talking about, yeah, I might, I might have to look into it and just kind of see if it's something that I'd want to give a shot. Like, because I do, you know, I do like Sonic, but it just kind of has taken a backseat to, like, there's just been so many other things that I've, I've been more, I guess I got more into, like, I moved more away from that kind of stuff and really reserved that style of, like, uh, you know, like, for Mario, I guess, and, like, once the uh, 3D stuff started going on and platformers and i started playing more of like crash band and coot and stuff like that oh, so yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I did play uh, Cycling Adventure on the Dreamcast, but never got to finish it. Um, I did try Cycling Adventures 2 also on Dreamcast and didn't get to finish it. So um, if I can find a physical copy of this game, I'm going to look it up and pick it and uh, give it a try. Um, but yeah, I got to look for that Earth Defense Force 2017 and just shoot bugs and aliens and kind of crack up on how bad the controls are. Because I just hear, like I said, one of those good bad games. And people love this, that series. Yeah. So I, yeah. Think, I think it would be right up your alley, uh, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll have to look. I, I, I think I may have played uh, Sonic Adventures on Dreamcast because I did have a Dreamcast. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I almost, I'm almost certain. I think I, I, pl- I had to, that had to have been the last Sonic game that I, that I had played because I, I remember playing something Sonic on, on Dreamcast. Yeah, so, and then it would be it would be Sonic Two. Then that's the last one of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so. We're, we're gonna move on. Uh, Daisy is leaving early access, and this comes to Xbox One next year. Um, the company outlined its plans moving forward, including the unfortunate news that the anticipated zero point sixty three update. Uh, which adds vaulting, swimming, vehicles, and other features, was originally scheduled by the end of the year, but it's no longer hidden in December. Um, other features the team plans to add to the game before release includes more player characters, zombies, diseases, more crafting options, improved AI, reworked melee, and ranged combat, increased, increased server player count, and many more. The list of features is extensive, and so fans already playing the game or anyone who's been following the game's progress from afar should check out the blog uh, from uh, Daisy developer and publisher Bohemia Interactive. Uh, Bohemia also promises the full release of version 1.00 will not be the end of content updates. Daisy is a game and a platform, and we intend on keeping Daisy alive for as long as it's viable. Lead producer Eugene Harder said, "We also have some fantastic opportunities ready for the modding community." Uh, so that's mostly for PC. But knowing that Daisy is coming to Xbox One next year, um, we probably could look out for E3. Um, maybe this be a game that they showcase a little bit more and see how the game looks and runs on Xbox One next. Um, uh, are you very interested in today, Z? Uh, I, I've, I see it every once in a while. I don't really know too much about it. I, you know, other than the basics that, it, you know, anytime I've seen it, see it's like something to do with zombies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and even from the title, you know, you can basically tell, you know, we've saw so with so much zombie stuff out there, you know, like anytime you see a Z, it basically, you just figure it's something to do with zombies. But, uh, yeah, I don't really know too much about it. Is it, does it kind of like, uh, almost like, a like an open community style thing or um you really yeah in a way um i think it's kind of like a survival like you gotta kind of survive on it uh okay so 
Um, I don't know much more about it, but I know like a lot of people enjoy it. Um, I just haven't heard too much information on it since um, since this time that they're announcing it's coming to Xbox One and so having some updates. That's like the last time I heard anyone talk about it in a while. Okay, yeah, because like for for me, like I've kind of gotten burnt out with zombie games, like. Like, for me, really, the only zombie game that I'm really into now that, like, I don't really consider Resident Evil games zombie games anymore because they're not zombies. They're just crazy people. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I, I, like, basically State of Decay is, is like, my go-to, like, zombie game. You know, I did get Dying Light. I I I do want to try that a, a little more yet, too. I've got that, and I I still haven't played it too much since I uh, played it last time. But I like that kind of like fills that need to play like a more realistic style zombie game. Whereas you know, like uh, State of Decay is more about the the open world experience and uh, you know venturing out, like you know, like Zelda and stuff like that, where you like Breath of the Wild, where you're just kind of going around, seeing what you can find, and and you know find other people to bring back to your, you know your camp place or whatever, and you know I I just State of Decay is like the first one is still such an amazing game. Yeah, it's like they they really did something unique with that game. Like I just love the whole idea of like if you die like that that character's dead you start as a different character you know like it's it's great like i just love that whole concept of of like you just basically take take control of a whole new person after that you know after that person dies you you continue as someone else and and you know the more people you put into your camp and stuff the the more options you basically have can so. you even beat State of Decay? Does that game have an ending, or just um, just play it? Uh, I th- I don't know to be honest. I've played it for so many hours, and I I honestly I don't really know because I I think basically like what you're doing is you're you're just you want to just keep on building like. You know, like you'll build a camp at this place and then you can go to this other places, you know, and like as you progress through the massive map, like there's more areas that you can eventually upgrade and buy and turn into a new in a new civilization. And like it, I don't I don't think there is a real ending. I think it's more of like a almost like like Sims and stuff where you've you basically you create like like relationships or mm. like not 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 in like a dating sense but like you create like a a whole civilization and then you've got to kind of try to keep those civilizations happy and upgrade things so you can you know have certain options to like make your own ammunition or or you know basically you know like a lot like a 
like a Sims game where you kind of have all the different stuff that you want to take care of and do and, and add on to. And, and I think, I think that's basically it. And I don't know if there's really an end game, I guess, to be honest. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we're going to get into our last story. Um, an artist creates Cuphead tribute with more than 22,000 Um With this unique 1930s cartoon aesthetic and unforgiving difficulty, Cuphead has made a big impression on many gamers. YouTube, the Domino King, has also become enamored with Cuphead and has dedicated his latest Domino project to the game. With 22,734 dominoes, he meticulously put together an impressive tribute. The project took him five full days to complete. While he was considering portraying more of the game's bosses and characters, he instead decided to focus on the dual protagonists Cuphead and Mughead. You can take a look at it below, which is, if you guys want to see the video, you can see it on YouTube and on Game Informer. Um, the Domino King has long been making domino setups based off of video games and pop culture. For more of his work, check out the works of Super Mario Odyssey, Sonic, and Splatoon. Um, and I want to uh, say that these news stories did come from uh, Game Informer and Destructoid. Uh, it's really, it was really cool on how he did the setup. Uh, I love when they do the domino setups. Uh, like he does a really good job of doing it. Yeah, that kind of stuff is interesting. Anytime, like, people use stuff, you know, that that's, you know, isn't really, doesn't have anything to do with something, but they can you kind of use it to create a, you know, something else. It's it's always fun, yeah, stuff like that. And, yeah. I, and time-consuming, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, five full days, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, extra story. Or mostly an extra question to you, Jesse, before we get into our snow exchange. If you guys haven't read, uh, they uh, Epic is suing a 14-year-old for uh, cheating, like using a mod and cheating on a live stream of Fortnite for the Battle Royale. And the mom sent a letter to, I believe, Epic and the court saying you know saying that this is unfair like there's no way that you're gonna win and stuff just some things you guys can watch the know and uh on youtube and catch up with the story my question is to you jesse um do you think companies uh can sue anybody um when they're live streaming a cheat or showcasing a cheat even if they didn't make it, but showing them what the cheat does or and, and how to get it. Can a company sue? And what damages do you think they will sue, like, will be asking for? Because it is a free game, uh, the Battle Royale. But what, but what damages can they get from a 14-year-old? I don't know. It just that's ridiculous. Just to begin with, regardless of age, like you know, I understand. Like, like was it on PC that it that it was happening? Was yeah. he playing it on PC? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, but like PC is basically like 
lawless, <laughs> you know, when it comes to game playing games. I'm, like I, uh, my son watches like the uh, like FGTVers or whatever, mm-hmm. like this this family that's on YouTube and they do like they they play games or they do all these like weird things and and uh, and the the dad was playing Cuphead on PC. And there's a there's a cheat for that game where you basically you can one hit every single character like every single boss or character. Yeah. You you hit them once and and you win the match. So you can like basically beat beat each level or each boss in like one second. Yeah. And and he showed it. You know he was playing it that way and he literally just went through and beat every single boss and. And as far as I know, he hasn't gotten, you know, like threats or, or no one's tried to sue him or anything. But I mean, that's, that's the thing with PC is there's always going to be some kind of cheat or, or something that people do and people are going to find out regardless if someone's showing them. There's, you know, there's, I'm sure a million people on the internet who've wrote an article how to do the cheats and whatever, you know, that's, you know, that's on the, that's on the company. If, if you don't want them to be able to do that, well, then there, there's gotta be some kind of way that you can either stop it or, you know, like if there's some kind of sign in thing for that, like, like I know on, on like console, you can be banned. Like, doesn't that happen on on uh, PC too, or is it different? Uh, you can Well, it the developer would have to ban you on PC. Yeah, Microsoft yeah. and Sony and even Nintendo they could ban you if they get enough reports about it. Okay. Uh, okay. But because console doesn't really have a modding community, because you can't really mod other games on consoles. Yeah, with PC. Because anyone can mod a game on it uh, by changing some of the codes or putting different kind of bosses stuff in it, um, the developer yeah. would have to would have to do it. So, yeah. um, if Steam was going to do it, uh, Steam would have to go ahead to that person's account and ban that game or do something yeah. so that they wouldn't be able to do it. Um, yeah. but steam is a, is a mess of itself right now. Yeah. So, well, I mean that, you know, like suing someone I think is just ridiculous. That shouldn't even be in, in the options at all. Like, I mean, and then let alone he, you know, he is 14. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if like, like I said, I don't really think that the, that the, um, you know, the age should matter because I don't even think that suing them should be an option. But if you really wanted to, to stick it to them, like if they were to literally ban or, or deactivate his, (laughs) his steam account, (laughs) like he would like no longer be able to do anything with his steam account. I mean that that would well it's, it's that most, would suck, but yeah, it's mostly that he violated his term of service yeah. because um, there's something in the contract that he had to agree upon when he yeah. got this download. Like 
I I think it was the I had to ask because uh, I, I don't know if it's optional to do an update like that, but you know his parent had to buy this game for him. Yeah. So when this uh when this update was coming out uh for free, um I I gotta see if this was optional to do uh for you know or if they did an automatic update. Because he didn't oh. have to, he didn't have to uh, put that cheat code in, but he decided to do that. He made that decision to cheat. Yeah. So they, so Epic does have a right to uh, to to sue him. Yeah. You know, if because the thing about it is, it's it's beginning to be a problem that people who cheat will have people stop playing that game, stop playing that mode because of the cheaters. Yeah. And I guess Fortnite has a lot of people doing that on PC. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that, you know, that's the thing. And, like, and you can even, you can, there are people cheating, you know, that have cheating things for for consoles, too. It's mm-hmm. It's harder to do. You know, it takes a little bit more effort to do it. Yes. But but you can have people doing it. But yeah, that's I, I mean that's the thing is I do understand that something does need to be done about it because because yeah it's just but it's just way too easy for whatever reason to cheat you know on PC and so like part of me wants to be like, well, that's kind of like, you know, that going into it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, honestly, I think if, even if they didn't sue him and like I said, they literally shut down his steam account. So he literally can't play any more of those games that he bought through steam and said, Hey, you know, that was, that was your choice. You wanted to go against our, you know, our rules and you wanted to violate our rules, well, then you no longer can use our service. <laughs> like if you want, really wanted to make an example of them, like in my opinion, that would be the best way to go about it because suing them is only going to hurt the, is ultimately only going to hurt the parents or yeah, is going to hurt. It's going to hurt people that, that, aren't necessarily to blame for for the you know the the decisions that were made you know as far as as going against their rules so like to me to just shut off that account and and you said he was like 14 yeah he's 14 yeah so yeah that and and in the long run who knows maybe maybe it's better off because who knows what kind of games and stuff he's playing anyways that he probably should, isn't old enough to be playing anyways. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I think we'll see what, uh, personally, I think we'll see what the parent and what Epic is going to do. If they'll come to agreement and settle. Um, I don't know if there's going to be any monetary value because, even if even if he wins, I mean, even if Epic wins, they can't uh they can't get that money until that kid turns eighteen or twenty one, something like that. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, that's why I say you just shut his account down or something. You know, even if it's only for so long, like yeah. a temporary ban or something, you know, whatever. I I mean, just because it, cause at that age, you know, like you're still young and stupid and, you know, don't, don't exactly have any idea of, of, you know, certain kinds of punishment and stuff like that and, or how, how real or big of a deal certain things are. And so I think if, if he was to get his account shut down or whatever, it might, it might make a big difference, you know, that at that age, it would be a big deal. So I don't know. I think that would be the best way to go about it. Even if it was just temporary, maybe he'd think, think twice about doing something like that again. Yeah. So. Well, everybody, we're going to take our last break and then we'll get into our, our, our Arsenal exchange. Can you get that word out right? <laughs> so we'll be right back. For today's Arsenal Exchange, we're going to be talking about fan-made art. Uh, we mentioned the Cuphead thing, and there's one thing about uh, Microsoft uh, games, that there's not a lot of fan art for it. Um, if you really, like, really look at it, 
mostly it might be like drawings of Master Chief. But there's not much like fan art, like for the gears or for um, uh, Project Gotham Racing or some of their own games. So, Jesse, did you think there should be more fan made artwork or even fan like creations for Microsoft projects? Yeah, I mean, like you know, you'll you'll come across stuff occasionally, but but I think part of it too is like you know, like we used to have uh, like Game Informer magazines and and like Nintendo Power magazine and. Like a lot of them, you know, a lot of times you, you know, like I always remember the fan art and that kind of stuff and the, you know, they would post it in the magazines and stuff like that. Um, I mean, obviously there's stuff all over the internet. I, I'm sure it exists, but there's, I think it's just, there's not as much of a, like you, you just don't, you know, see it everywhere like you used to. It's not visible. Like when, yeah, it's but I'm sure it's still out there. Like it's just a matter of of looking for it. But you know, like I I I could see like, you know, like on the uh I'm surprised they don't have like some kind of uh thing for like Microsoft or Xbox like where where you could, you know, like give people incentive to to make like uh, fan art and be able to display it and and like see it on your xbox or you know or like on a facebook page or something like uh, i think that if they were to do something like that it, we'd probably see it more often yes but but i i suppose then at the same time they probably don't want to have to go through the hassle of uh weeding stuff out that may be inappropriate because a lot of the times that's where that's where things tend to go yeah <laughs> to be inappropriate <laughs> well i mean and so, but. but you do have like the youtube series uh uh red versus blue like how that started yeah. off from halo and how yeah. it was kind of like comedy in a sense yeah and i don't know what it is now uh, but uh, but that kind of that kind of fandom people have is like kind of amazing to see. Like, yeah, like we don't even have like I want I want to say fan made work of movies or cartoons and stuff of Microsoft products. Um, and I know it might be, some people might feel like it's copyright infringing on their IPs, but. I think Microsoft probably appreciate the fans for just showing how how a series like how they love a series of one of their games, and you know it's just it's more of an appreciation than trying to make yeah. money off of it or trying to get it confused with other gamers to be like, no, this is not a Microsoft product. I mean, this is not coming from Microsoft. This is like my personal work. This is my interpretation of it. Yeah. Well, and and I think I think uh, where a lot of like the inspiration and stuff comes, mm -hmm. you know, from gaming. I think a lot of the times with with it being so much easier nowadays to kind of make your own games and you know make stuff and 
and I think I think that's where a lot of the inspiration for you know things like Halo and stuff like that it's usually being put into games nowadays more than anything yes. like people making their own products and then like either you know hinting to, or you know like hinting to like some of those things that inspired them to make it or you know like i i feel like a lot of those people that probably used to draw you know things and send them into the game informer or whatever or nintendo you know power magazine their their fan art and stuff those people are probably grown up and and probably who knows some of those people are probably making games of their own or whatever now but but like i do i do understand what you're saying like i i loved uh red versus blue it was such a good show i i i i don't think i watched any further than like the fourth season mm-hmm. but but it, that was it was a good show and, and that you know Halo was like made so perfectly to be able to do you know what they did with it and, and it's it was a good show it was funny but yeah it, it is a shame that we don't see more stuff like that like I would love I know in Forza was it four numbers for three or four um when they was like you could custom make your car with the paintings and they kept putting like Nintendo characters on there. Like Oh, I don't I don't remember that. Yeah. I, yeah, they hmm. they got it where uh the, there's some way you was able to import like something from PC or or something and make your car look look a certain way like uh the body of it, like the painting okay. and stuff. And some of the cars were decked out in Nintendo stuff and it's just like that's weird. Like this is a Microsoft product. Why would none of y'all try to do this with, you know, Microsoft, like a Gears of War for Gears of War, like inspired looking car with this paint job or, or, uh, maybe scale bound or well, scale bound wasn't uh, announced at that time. You know, it's just something that's, you know, that comes from Microsoft on that platform. Yeah. Like you would do something for that, for the Forza game. And it's just kind of weird that, uh, when it comes to fandom and of things, Nintendo's the first one that people go to. But when it comes to Microsoft fandom, it like Halo and maybe Gears are the only ones that people go go to. It, it, it's yeah. so weird. I think I think that's the thing though. Is it's kind of like you've you've got you know every every company's kind of got their iconic. Uh, like characters like there'll be a lot of characters maybe that you can you know like obviously nintendo's got way you know like they've always pushed like their care you know for their they've always been based solely on like their ips and stuff have been very big reason why people get their system Mm -hmm. you know and whereas and uh xbox and playstation like they've had their characters and they you know they've switched characters they've you know they've kind of you know xbox i mean has always had halo and stuff but like you know a lot of times the characters that that they've used in the past for like playstation or whatever 
as like their their uh mascot has, yeah. has changed has changed you know and so like they like the xbox i feel like and and playstation they've always had a mascot but it it wasn't really their driving force behind you know trying to get people to buy their systems whereas nintendo like the driving force behind getting their systems was you wanted to play as those characters again like that was the reason you got a nintendo is because you wanted to play as mario or link or you know or whatever whatever you know or samus or you know like those characters were the reason that you got their system and you know xbox and playstation has just been where you go if you want to get all the most you know pretty looking video games that are out (laughs) so you know like they have their characters but it's not as iconic as they are it's still you know just part of owning that xbox and not the reason you own the xbox so do you think we're do you think in the future we'll start to see more visibility for xbox products like Maybe we'll see a cake or cupcakes like a Minecraft. Like, I haven't seen a Minecraft cake yet. I know someone probably made one, but kind of haven't seen one just yet. Um, But uh, do you think that uh, they will have something in the future where people will take Microsoft products and uh, make a, you know, as fans, make something creative and artistically expressive? you know well well i mean yeah like you bringing that up now that i think of it i mean like if you know now with with minecraft being uh owned by by microsoft or Mm -hmm. you know that's i i would say minecraft is probably at this point as big as like mario and stuff Yes. Like as those characters, I would say that like that game has like, you know, like we were talking earlier, I kind of was watched a little bit of a video cuz I could have swore that Days uh Day Z was like when I had seen it it had reminded me of Minecraft and that's I kind of think what that game is like is is kind of like almost like a minecraft game where you kind of build your stuff to survive against zombies and stuff Mm -hmm. and so like like now like my minecraft is is like in like you see inspiration of it in so many things nowadays like it's insane how many things like try to be like the next minecraft well it still sells well so it's still making microsoft money so I, so I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's like a million things out there that are inspired by Minecraft, you know, as far as like making things and, cause I mean, you do see it like everywhere. I don't, it's like almost impossible to, to ignore it. Like just even going into the store. I mean, they have, they have, you know, just as many Minecraft toys and stuff as they do anything else any other kind of toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, 
I I know uh, Forza has a uh, uh, is out with Hot Wheel. There's like a Forza Five pack. Uh, yeah, I I seen something one day with that. I, that was interesting. Yeah, I w- I kind of would love to see someone uh, custom make a car to look like one of the Forza cars. Because um, I I. Because not all of the Forza cars are real, correct? I assume. I think they they basically are real. I think it's just a matter of um, like the different. Like I'm sure they have a lot of prototypes. Uh-huh. Like because you you've always got your prototypes like of cars when they're first you know, release there'll there'll be a prototype of a car. Yeah. Where essentially everything inside of it, the engine, everything is all what's gonna be in the final model, but but your your outside the shell of it is basically not not exactly what it's gonna look like always when it when the final car is built. But I think for the most part it's it's a lot like um, Gran Turismo, where it's basically a simulation of what it would be like to drive, you know, the real cars that exist. Oh, so it does have licensed so, cars. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that, like, there, like I said, there might be like some, you know, like changes to some of the cars. Like there might be unique things that you can you know have unique styles of the cars mm. but i think for the most part they are actual cars that exist but you know like the, a lot of the times they, they'll probably have like paint jobs that that don't exist that are specifically for the you know the for the game yeah so you know like i so i could see people putting like decals on their car of like to promote the game Versus, you know, like they they sometimes do that when they're promoting the game at E3 or whatever. They'll have a car come out, you know, that's in the game and, and, you know, have it look a certain way that isn't, you know, the normal paint job that that it would be if you bought it, you know, in real life or whatever. So Yeah, and I, I know for a lot of us, we can't forget to talk about fan fiction you know <laughs> that has um i i guess it depends on how you want to view fan fiction because uh, of course with with a video game community and for people who write a fan fiction there could be comedy there could be uh seriousness like they could interpret the backstory to that game and character and kind of write something that's very compelling for free. And then there could be some, how should I say, steamy things in fan fiction. Uh, and, of, and of course, Master Chief and Cortana, there's probably tons of that. Um, uh, uh, and there's probably even crossovers with Halo and Gears, you know, um, but what do you think about fan fiction? Have you ever tried to look up some and read it, or have you ever thought of writing your own fan fiction? Uh, I I've never really thought about writing my own, 
but I I have like heard of different stuff, you know, like even uh, was it I? It was like one of the podcasts that I listened to or something. Yeah, it was one of the podcasts I listened to. Some someone that was a fan of the podcast had wrote like a um like the podcast is is three guys mm-hmm. and i believe it was a, a a lady that like she was a fan of the show and she wrote like a steamy fan fiction of of the the three guys like <laughs> doing stuff you know with each other and and it, it was funny they actually like read some of it <laughs> at they 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 read some of it at, at a um a live live recording of the podcast they they were on a like one of those boat tour things yeah and they were you know one of the shows that you could see on the boat tour and during the podcast they started reading some of it and i believe one of the guys uh parents were there and were and heard so they heard this <laughs> steamy fan fiction about them you know, doing stuff with each other and all that, and and they had talked about like their parents just being like, like oh, I don't know, I don't think I should have came to this show, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But um, yeah, you like I I so I've heard about that though with other things too. Like obviously, there's you know that I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's just considered fact now that like 50 shades of gray or whatever was a was originally a fan fiction of of uh of the uh twilight series US so yeah so like you've got like that kind of stuff so yeah i it's interesting i like i like hearing about it and you know, I'll like read articles about it or whatever, and it will give me a little chuckle. But it, like that kind of stuff, doesn't interest me too much. So, but it, I mean, it is funny, and you know, if someone wants to do that kind of stuff, you know, more power to them. But you know, because there are those people out there that it would be interesting to. So, I you know, I say when you know inspiration from things comes in all in many different forms and and if you know if you're good at writing or whatever you know whatever your skill is that you're good at that you want to be inspired and and show your uh, appreciation for you know through whatever whatever it is that you do go for it you know yeah so well, everybody, that is going to be the show. I know we're running a little bit late, uh, but that's going to be it. Um, you guys can find that, find us on uh, ngrradio.com and also find our Facebook page, Arsenal X, on Facebook. You can email the show at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on Twitter at that retro code. Jesse, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, sub underscore humanist. Yes, and you guys can find us also on uh, Arsenal X on uh, Xbox One. Just type it in and you'll find us there. Uh, 
And with that, everybody, we are going to let you go. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. We never do hear this podcast as usual. And as always, we're about to throw up the X. Ha ha, yes, because we're exiting out of this podcast. See you next time on Arsenal X. Bye. Bye, guys.